the road to the Super Bowl is long and pointless. I mean, when you think about it. <laughs> Football's so great. But now, the two conference champs must survive a harrowing bye week that no one enjoys. Get still, make the kickoff! Here comes the kick! As a doctor, I'd say he's had enough. But as a football fan... by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on the wide at that person in the courtroom. Yeah. You see the eyes on that man? <laughs> Hernandez looked at me. Check out the tits on her. <laughs> Come on, man. Every Time before is gone for references, yeah. man. Hell yeah. We, can do, we make that a topic. Hell yeah. Shoot. A, a watch-along and shit where we just watch Forrest Gump and shit. And just basically say, like, dude, that is not his kid. Billy Joel Osborne is, or Osmond <laughs> is not his kid. Billy Joel Osborne? Is that like really? an amalgamation of no, fucking... No, that's the kid's name, right? From Sixth Sense? That's the Haley kid. Haley Joel Osborne. That was close. Haley, Haley Billy. How do you whatever. know that? God damn. That kid hasn't been relevant in like 32 years. Hello, Mr. Gump. <laughs> Haley Joel Osborne. God. God. It's only the greatest movie. Maybe, it's probably, the greatest. Yeah. It's the greatest. I can the watch Sixth that movie. Sense? You guys think the, 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 the no, greatest? No, Forrest Gump. Gump. Oh, I think Sixth Sense. That, I mean, it was who's, a... Who's M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong twist, but no, Forrest Gump's the best movie ever made. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. That and like fucking like The Godfather. I mean, it's neck and neck, you know? Yeah. I've never seen The Godfather. What the fuck? Get out of my house. Well, hey. The Godfather 2 is better than The Godfather 1. Well, like, I, I consider it all one movie. <laughs> oh. Well, The Godfather <laughs> like how Terminator 3 2 is... is better than Terminator 1. Oh, I disagree with that. Oh, oh I, I just, uh, I, the, I've seen the first one and Terminator 2 seemed a little bit better to me, you know? I like Terminator 1 way better than I like Terminator 2. Same here. The thing about Terminator 2 is that it's so, like, they try to be funny. They do that, like, that bat bat to the bone song becomes a thing. And, like, (laughs) all of a sudden, it becomes, like, it feels like a video game from, like, the 80s. I think they made that a video game at, like, the arcades at the Pizza Hut. It's literally a Grand Theft Auto. That's what Terminator 2 is. But Terminator 1 is, like, borderline horror movie. And I love that about it. Okay. That it's just like this constant like killer coming after you. Like it's like if Michael Myers had a reason why he was so badass. And mm-hmm. he had a fat dick. Yeah. He, he just exactly. <laughs> Dude hangs dong. <laughs> like there's no reason Michael Myers, but unless you know now he gets struck by lightning and he's like possessed by mm-hmm. demons and all yeah. this. That, that's Jason goes to hell. Yeah, that's all this bullshit. But Terminator, he's a fucking machine. He you can't stop him. <laughs> That's what makes it so badass. Yeah. Terminator 2, it's like, all right, he's all comical. I just like when he dies and he's like, puts the thumbs up when he's yeah, going to Even, the even that, was, cool. that was cheesy. <laughs> I liked him. He should have flipped him off. He just said, fuck, <laughs> fuck you, kid. Fuck you. <laughs> You're adopted. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents don't even love you. All right, Facebook, this is the shit that you get to watch and listen to when you tune into the Facebook every week. You get the beforehand chatter before we actually start the show. Sometimes I forget we're already on. Yeah. Someone's already on there. Alejandra, probably. Yeah. Alejandra. Step into a Slim Jim. Eat me. So, anyways, Facebook, we're going to get ready to go live on YouTube. So, if you want to just stick around and watch that, or you can go to YouTube. I don't give a shit. I'm not your daddy. I'm no one's daddy yet. Not yet. Not for another Congrats, week or two. Jacob, man. Jacob's about to be a dad, man. Yeah, we're getting on, baby. Super Bowl Sunday. Dude, you yeah. know what's that so funny? 
Okay, so do you remember Paige? We used to work with that girl, Paige. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she had this like really elaborate conspiracy theory about Jacob being <laughs> being a homosexual. Me? Yeah, and her whole theory was that Jacob was always really well-groomed. That that's And I was like, man, that's such a weird theory. And then one time, she put it all together, and I was like, I don't know. You know, he's about to have a kid. I just told her that recently. I was like, you were We wrong. should make that a topic on one of the next podcasts. Jacob's like, putting the pieces together. How far did his homosexuality well stretch? Well-shaven dudes. <laughs> yeah. That's like a whole thing now. So that was back in like 2010. But then there's the whole movement about like dudes with beards became a thing. Like bears. Hipster hipster beards. Hipster yeah. beards were a thing for a while. It's kind of going away Do you now. know what the difference between a straight man's beard and a gay man's beard? No. The smell. The smell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Sorry. Anyways, Facebook, like I was saying, that was about- always a weird conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, let's let's cover that. Is Jacob really gay? I don't know. I make a lot of references to Brad Pitt. I always think it's funny. Anytime I see her comment anything, I'm always like, that was her like weirdest conspiracy theory I've ever heard about someone's facial hair. I guess I J- don't know. Just, Jacob does shave a lot. You I will have say gay that. hair. I mean, Jacob does does edge it up. I'll say that. Well, well if I don't, I look like Andrew Luck. <laughs> edging it up man step into a slim gym eat me <laughs> all right everybody welcome to episode 138 of the art and jacob do america podcast i am your host mr jacob pixton and to my left here is the golden recluse what's up mr. Man? art trejo welcome to art and jacob do america from behind so before we get into the actual episode i know we've been dropping the ball a lot lately i had to record a intro after last week we got to give a shout out to our sponsor so art guys 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 art and jacob ain't shit without caveman coffee go to cavemancoffee.com type in america at checkout they have a whole selection of winter apparel going on right now uh, they just emailed me today. I got to email them back. But uh, <laughs> go to cavemancoffee.com. Type in America. Get 15% off. They have all kinds of things. They have Jacob has some nitro cold brews here. If you're into that. Cut lit it. like a candlestick. Yeah. If you're drinking energy drinks, cut that shit out. Yeah. That shit's going to kill your kidneys. Hell yeah. yeah but not coffee, though. That shit's, that shit's fucking a health food for you, man. Yeah. And if you're... It's uh, good bean water. I drink, I drink the decaf one. It's pretty good. And then I also put cocoa butter in mine. So mm. that's what's up. And go get yourself a hoodie while you're there. Anything you buy gives us profit back. <laughs> uh, so go ahead and do that. If you're a fan of the show and you like coffee, go ahead and do that. Type in America at checkout and get 15% off. Hell yeah. So with that said, everybody, we'd like to welcome a very, very special guest. The last time you heard him uh, was when we were covering the season preview for the oh, NFL. wow. How wrong were we? Yeah. That was bad. I mean... Thank God they don't uh, pay us to freaking be nah. on Fox NFL in the morning. You know we, what, though? Even the dudes bad. that get paid on there were wrong. Oh, yeah. They've been wrong all season. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Underdog, what's up? Yeah. But see, even you didn't pick. I okay. did it. I did it. I, I forgot. Yeah, your name's Tyler, right? Yeah. Okay. Tyler. TJ, Tyler, the Tyler. Tyler the creator. Tyler the creator. Anyways, even you didn't pick your own team, right? I didn't because with, uh, when, you know, I pride myself on, you know, I, I don't want to be biased, you know. Mm-hmm. I, of course, I'm, I want to say, yeah, Niners, Niners, Niners every year. But I mean, Seattle and I knew the Rams were going to fall off. Mm-hmm. Well, they did, and one, you know, Russell Wilson with Seattle, they're always going to be in in you know the conversation. And how much of a desperation move? Granted, he had two pretty good plays. Was that move to get Marshawn Lynch? Like I saw that, and I was oh, like, oh well, wow, that you was- know, once your two running backs go down. You kind of have to go find out what's what's. I out think there. that was more for the fans, though. I yeah. mean, I knew. I mean, I was a little like, "Oh shit, he's back!" But he's been sitting on a couch, and it was more of like taking Let's get care the fa- of his did chicken. You, did you hear? Yeah, and your mentals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but did you hear the the crowd? I mean, Seattle is historically loud uh-huh. already. But did you see every time he grabbed the he had the ball? You thought you were at a Backstreet Boy concert, how loud they were. It was just so loud. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, everyone's like, well, he got a touch. And he dated, like, one. They were, what? Dude, how many Skittles short were they of winning the NFC Championship? A lot of Skittles. Exactly. Yeah. I knew I knew they weren't going to win the minute they signed him. Once you're two starting that was the bread and butter to their offense, was mm-hmm. run the ball yeah. and, like, be tough with running the ball. Once your two starting running backs go down... And pick up, how old is Marshall Lynch? Like 37, 36? No, I don't think, yeah, I think he's like 34, 35, 34. something like that. But see, in running back years, that's like 55. That's Ed McMahon. Not everyone can do it like my boy Frank Gore. Oh, my God. They should have tried Who's number three all time now? Number three. Yeah. Number three. And you even called that as well, yeah. 
He said that he hates playing Sunday night football because that's his nap t- his dinner time. <laughs> it's too late. That's funny. But dude. no, I didn't pick the Niners. I picked Seattle because um, as much as I've watched every oh, Seattle game right. this we year. Yeah, I picked Seattle, and uh, just because Russell Wilson has that Russell Wilson bullshit. When you think they're going to lose, he comes up and takes a rabbit out of his ass and throws touchdown. Like he's he's one of the greatest mm-hmm. quarterbacks in my eyes, even though it pains me to say that. And there was a lot of uncertainty coming into the season, and I'm glad I'm wrong on that one. There mm-hmm. was a few I'm glad. I mean, I, I picked the Bra- we picked the Bra- I picked Browns. You picked Steelers. Mm-hmm. You picked in the NFC North. I'm not too sure. I don't remember. I think I actually Packers. picked the Ravens. I think you might have, but I know we all. Pick- yeah, North. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I know we all picked the Bears. I did pick the Bears. Yeah, we yeah. picked the Bears. Uh, we, you know, New England was a given. We all picked the Saints. Um, the East was like a, a toss-up. You know I, 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 I picked the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and they should without Jason Garrett, you guys win that division. There's no yeah. reason why you guys shouldn't win that And that's division. the saddest part because I was looking at um, the two teams. Uh, the security guard at my work, he's a huge 49ers fan. And, of course, he, he's singing all the live long day about the 49ers. And, <laughs> and then I have another coworker that's a huge uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan, and he's, you know, Patrick Mahomes, like, is the next savior. He's the next He's the next coming of Christ as far as he's concerned. So I was really looking at their roster, and I was like, wow, like, the Cowboys should have gone a lot further. When you look at the players that the 49ers have, and they're straight up dominating the NFC, and then you look at the players. I mean, granted, Patrick Mahomes, he's, he's an amazing quarterback, but you kind of look at the defense, like Maurice Claiborne, who used to be a fucking uh, cornerback on the Cowboys. Like he's like one of their uh, corners right now. And you're just like looking at like, wow, the Cowboys are a lot better on paper than 99% of the league, and yet they shit the bed. Hell, the Browns were a better team than the, yeah. the Chiefs had on paper, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, paperweight champions, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah. Not at the right time. And um, going back to the Chiefs, yeah, to me, uh, who do they have on? Fred Clark on defense <laughs> and Claiborne? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you another. I, I just I don't follow the Chiefs. And mm-hmm. the games they have played this year, I mean, they've, they've kept it interesting. I remember they did beat, what, the Chargers? that struggled all year they they struggled that last game mm-hmm. if it was if the chargers had a wins of offense they probably would have won that game it's it was possible yeah. until the third quarter until they started really you know panicking so i think it's gonna be a good super bowl i, I think, think i think it is gonna be a good super it's gonna bowl. be very competitive it, it everyone keeps talking about how it's gonna be the chiefs offense versus uh, the niners defense but i think it's very comparable well, yeah i don't know about that I mean, I think that the Chiefs' offense is like next level. Like mm-hmm. the fact that they put up like fifty points straight or something on the on the Texans, and I do think that like the front seven for the 49ers is like amazing. Oh like, yeah, like I'd like to think that the Bears are also in that level, but they're they're kind of not. Like the rookie Bosa this year, like changed changed it. Yeah, changed it completely because now you have like DeForest Buckner and him together back to back and like that already is like you're in trouble yeah and then who's the other first round pick on Eric Armstead yeah it's, yeah it's just trouble that front line is trouble and they the can just is, rush four exactly we don't even blitz yeah. we rush four so if we rush our four that gives us extra linebackers to drop in there mm-hmm. um they were saying uh that we'll probably have to play a, a zone coverage scheme because man we'll get beat I mean Tyreek Hill and Nicole Hardman they're just too fast mm-hmm. uh we already know Richard Sherman can get beaten you know like that but he's physical so he's going to have to contain those wide receivers long enough for that front four to get there and I think he will honestly that no one's given the Niners credit and I understand Pat Mahomes is really good, but I think that we do have a better all-around team mm-hmm. than them. And I think, too, the, the important thing to look at is, like, how hot you're coming into the season. Like, I don't True. think anyone looks hot. I mean, granted, yeah, that that 50-point comeback that the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs did, like, that was amazing to see. But at the same Crazy. time, I feel like that the team that gels the most, now this is going to open up an old wound for you, it's okay. kind of like the Baltimore Ravens when they beat you guys in the Super Bowl a couple years back as well. Like yeah. if I'm seeing like the same thing, like that fire and desire that's in their eyes right now. You said they're, they're hot right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it's not a stretch to say that we all didn't see them coming into the playoffs as the favorite. I mean, everyone was so wowed over uh lamar jackson so we got we kind of forgot about the chiefs mm-hmm. and we were kind of uh, fixated on the the patriots we're like oh they're not a, a <laughs> you know they're not a one or a two seed and then they lose and then we're like okay the chiefs game's on and then you have bill o'brien's texans and i'm um, like oh wow they're finally gonna win a game you know mm-hmm. that go to the next round no they got to get rid of bill o'brien the texans i um, agree yeah. i agree yeah he, he know you know he's only really there because he comes from that bill belichick tree 
Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to be wrong when, when they come from a Bill Belichick. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I feel like any other coach, they would have got rid of him long ago. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's definitely – I mean, I feel like he's holding Deshaun Watson back, and he's wasting a lot of talented players' career. I mean, there's just not – they should be a team that should be dominant. They should mm-hmm. – you, when you should look at the Texans as Ravens, Texans, and Chiefs. Those should be your top three teams in the AFC. But we kind of forget about the Texans. We're so – uh, up Tom Brady's ass and what Belichick is doing. And then, um, you know, we got the MVP with the Ravens and they're just amazing. And to see them be a, a one and done team is just what? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And MVP. how about Derrick Henry, though? Like, that, oh, that was crazy to see. I mean, granted, the dude's like six foot four, 500 pounds and yeah. shit, but that was a crazy. Because I didn't give the Texans, or Tennessee, I should say, not the Texans. I didn't give them much weight at all. Oh, but I don't think no one me. did. No. Yeah, and I didn't. They were actually almost a favorite to upset in the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would not be surprised. For that first and, quarter, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And and that's the thing. If Going back to the Niners playing the Chiefs, if the Niners can start hot mm-hmm. and score you know, 14, 21, 20, whatever points, they're going to have to play defense, and they're equipped to play defense. They can yeah. do that. They have to strike you know, first. And, but that Texans, you were talking about the Belichick tree, you know? It, it, the, their, uh, Vrabel, he, he was the next. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's. The Belichick tree is amazing. Yeah, you know. Um, one thing I will say, you know, nobody gave the uh, the Tennessee Titans a shot. No. And the closest thing, in fact, a better version of that, I think, is the 49ers. 49ers yeah. run the ball down the down your throat and like aggressive, like what they threw the ball like nine times, ten times against eight times. The, uh, against the Packers. six for eight for seventy seven yards. That to me is like that is like the most aggressive thing. Keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. That's the, like mm-hmm. the great equalizer. Oh. If you can do that. Same thing with 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 uh, the Chiefs. They're coming in there, you know, during the Super Gotta Bowl. Keep Pat they're they're off coming the field. in hot as fuck. But what gets somebody like off their game? A bench. Run the fucking ball. Go sit on the bench. We're gonna run the ball down your throat. Mm-hmm. We're gonna run it thirty times on you in the first half, kind of thing. Like if you know possession possession of of the ball is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Like it gets it's really underrated in today's offense because everybody wants to throw the ball, throw the ball, be the next mm-hmm. uh, pat like break every record, every passing record. And it looks cool, and it's sexy, and it's, you know, we love fantasy football and all that shit, and that's amazing. I love it. It's great. But at the end of the day, defense and running the ball is still the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. It will, like, humble every team. It, it wears out the defense, and it mentally fucks the offense. Exactly. It really wears out defenses. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, you know, not to keep going back to the Bears, but the Bears, for me, like, that was, like, the big disappointment of the Bears. The they Bears could, could run the ball. not run the ball. Couldn't run the ball. Everybody kept, crash, like, shitting on Mitch, all these things. They could not run the ball. That offensive line was offensive. <laughs> like it was terrible. <laughs> no and I and I look at the 49ers, and the 49ers have a former bear as their running back, you know, cut by seven other teams. He's a former like, former He's like the every Kenny other Lofton of the NFL. He's been on so many teams <laughs> and just cut, not given a chance. And finally he has a shot. And... He looks amazing. And yeah. I honestly like I'm rooting for the 49ers because of him and because of Robbie Gold. I love Robbie Gold. Of We're all busting out our Robbie, Robbie Gold jerseys for, for oh, this game. I wanted to buy one, but there was talk uh, in the uh, beginning of the season that he wanted to go back to Chicago, and I was this mm. close to buying one. And then he got hurt, started missing, so I was like, I'll just wait. And, oh, man. <laughs> get, hope, get the jersey shirt. What jersey. I'm hoping for is that you guys are down by two with like you want three to seconds to go, and yeah. he wins it, and that's, that's, that's how he deserves to like yeah. end his career if he chooses to end it now. But yeah. that guy is like – one of the best kickers of all time. Right? And going back to what you were saying about how it's so sexy to see, you know, the quarterbacks throw 35 times, 400 yards, four touchdowns. Um, I mean, yeah, Pat Mahomes is very capable of doing that. And um, we're such a run heavy team. And every, that's the thing, you know, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he can't do it. He's been doubted his whole career, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just every, every game they just keep doubting. It's like, he can't prove anything until he throws for 400 yards and five touchdowns in a game. And even still, they'll come back with him and be like, oh, he did it one time, you know. But when you don't need to, that says a lot about your team. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I well, don't, he doesn't have to throw. You look at the 90s teams, like you look at like uh, quarterbacks like Troy Aikman, you look at Steve Young, you look at, even hell, even John Elway. Like they weren't throwing like these like ridiculous amount of yardage. I mean, Dak Prescott. Well, they had good running games. Yeah, they did. And it was a it was a balance, and they didn't need. I I've seen many games with like Troy Aikman and and John Elway yeah. and even fucking Dan Marino, who was uh, 
positioned as one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. It would be like 192 yards with two touchdowns, very pedestrian numbers by today's standards, but they were seen as elite, you know? And, but they, they, the offense was balanced, and that's how you won games. I do think that in the Super Bowl, you, and this is kind of a good thing that all we did was run the ball against the Vikings. All we did was run the ball against the Packers because I don't think that, the game. Well, that, but I don't think the Niners has showed their whole playbook yet. I really think that if it does come down to it, like look at that Saints game. There were some plays in there that I've never seen them run before because they needed them. They they were in a shootout. So if they do go in a shootout and we do run these exotic uh, uh, plays, I, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see. Hopefully we don't have to. We can just keep running the ball. But I think you're going to see a lot in the playbook in Shanahan's bag of goodies. I, I really do. I do like what the 49ers do as far as becoming like a chameleon to the team that they're playing specifically. Yeah, that's what Belichick does. Yeah, when, yeah. when, the, when the 49ers play the Saints – they kind of became like this is what would defeat the Saints. Yeah. And like they went after their weaknesses. They didn't run the ball against them that much, but they threw against their like weak secondary. And I I kind of anticipate a little more passing in this one. I think, you know, it's going to take more than 21 points to beat this team. Yeah. I I think Oh, absolutely. <laughs> 21 points will not beat any of these teams. You need 21 points in the first half. You know, you, you got to be at least This 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 might be one of the most like interesting games. Uh, I hope I hope I don't want to jinx it, but I well, hope you guys win, and I hope that it's. I, I think it's probably going to be like thirty-seven to like. This is why 32. I'm a. Li- I, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can see, see it a high-scoring well. game, but I also I also go back to the New England Patriots uh, Chiefs game. That was a low-scoring game, mm-hmm. and back at that time, the the Patriots had the best defense. They were the number one because of all the turnovers. Well, we're we're number one and number two in a lot of categories. So it and Tom Brady had no weapons, no weapons at all. So if we throw our defense at that and we continue to do what we're doing on offense, I mean, we wouldn't be surprised if we blow them out. I'm not saying they're going to, but don't be surprised because yeah. we they're not a great run-stopping team. We're the best run, running rushing offense in the NFL. Our defense has proven themselves against every quarterback we've played, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Drew Brees lit us up, but we also didn't have a lot of uh, defensive players healthy. So, I mean, if there is a blowout, I, I just – I don't see the Chiefs blowing us out. I just don't. Yeah, we saw that. I feel like just a couple of years ago when the uh, when the Broncos were coming into the Super Bowl and they were coming in as like the hottest offense mm-hmm. going up against. Uh, we no no sorry the Broncos. No, the Broncos had that badass defense, right? Broncos had that badass defense. Who did? What year are we talking? The one with uh, Peyton Manning? The one that Peyton Manning lost. Oh, oh, they played against the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. The game was over after yeah. the fumble. Well, that the game C- was The Seahawks' over. defense was coming in like red hot. Yeah, they, they stopped like, down the number one offense. I yeah. feel like that. that's what these two teams feel like. The, you know, the Peyton Manning-led um, Broncos versus the Seahawks where yeah. it's like very, You see a lot of similarities and, in and, those two teams. I see what you mean. And Russell Wilson at that time, even though he was good, he wasn't like Russell Wilson the way we see him now. Yeah. Like Russell Wilson, yeah. That's how he became his name. Is yeah. It? Yeah. Well, yeah, I get it. Yeah, Manning, yeah. yeah, that's, you know, his legacy is right there. And I, I don't think we see Jimmy Garoppolo in that class of quarterback right now. Not right now, but, but I mean, if, if Jim, okay, so if Jimmy we didn't wins, see we didn't see Tom Brady in there. Like, Tom Brady, if you look at his first two Super Bowls, he was winning on the back of his defense. And the, the field goal kicker, Vinatieri. Yeah. But notice the, the games. No, seriously, all yeah, the, the Super Bowls he's lost where they've said, we need you to score a touchdown, over three. Giants, twice. Eagles. Remember that drive. He scores a touchdown, game over. He got strip sacked, game over. Well, even Seattle almost beat him if they didn't get that turnover. Yeah, that, that should have been Seattle's, but, you know, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do? I ain't a New England Patriots fan. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, you have the 49ers. You also have the 49ers as well? Um, yeah, I'm rooting for the 49ers. I, okay. I think it's going to be a really good game. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're going to find out who's going to win the game pretty early on. I think if we – if you, know, you think if, so? So you think in the first quarter we already know who the winners I think the, are? Be. I, yeah, I, I think we'll definitely know by the first okay. half. Like in the first half, I think it, it, it'll either be like Chiefs forty-two <laughs> to seventeen, <laughs> or it'll be like like Forty Niners like seventeen to zero, thir- like it 30, was last week. I, Thirty to I'll six. I'll say this: if we go in, I could uh, see it being the second like second half. 30, say seventeen because what we had a twenty-seven point lead going into the third quarter against the Packers. I if say we have twenty points, twenty three, twenty four, I'll I'll cap it at twenty seven. I still wouldn't you know put it pat pat put it past Pat Mahomes because what he's already done to the Texans, what he's uh, done to the the tight. Remember they were down with the tight mm-hmm. So they can win. 
It's just we have an advantage of having a, a little bit better defense than the you know Texans and the Titans. One other thing I will say is like, fight. so much as I love Andy Reid, I do think Andy Reid chokes in big games. And like it sucks because I actually really like Andy Reid. I think Reed. everyone likes Andy Reid. And, and that's one of the things that's like, I'm cool if he wins it. But at the same time, it's like, I just feel like he just chokes. Like, I mean, he overthinks. Mm-hmm. It's that whole like Peyton Manning. Like Peyton Manning should have more Super Bowls than he actually has. But I feel like he's like this chronic overthinker where he like, He's Questions probably himself. gonna. He's probably gonna be like scouting like offensive linemen that are not even gonna play in the game or something like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can definitely go to either side with uh, Shanahan and uh, Andy Reid because each side has a great story. Oh, Andy Reid finally got his, you know, uh, first Super Bowl finally. Or you can go, oh, he get, you know, he's finally the head coach and it's in the Shanahan tree. So we and might be talking that, about the Shanahan tree. And not only that though, but if you look at it, it would be redemption for both coaches because you know Andy Reid with the Eagles. And then Kyle Shanahan with that. The Falcons. The Falcons. I mean, because look yeah. at that game. Yeah. Because then the Falcons are kicking themselves and then the uh, Eagles are kicking. I think the Eagles are. I mean, I know they got a Super Bowl. I mean, with Doug, whatever. Was mm-hmm. his, Doug you know, Peterson. Doug Peterson. Mr. Peterson. I just, I would still take Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. The long term. Because look what he's done with the Chiefs. Yeah. Hell, I mean. Look what he did with Pat. Like, even he had Alex Smith. He he knew how to you know work yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And he got Pat Mahomes. I just feel so bad for Alex. He has the worst luck in the NFL. Poor guy, man. He cannot catch a break anywhere he goes. Talking about you know, obviously his injury. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, getting benched by Kaepernick and just no one wants him. I remember when Harbaugh was the coach for the Niners, and Harbaugh actually asked him to be his caddy in one of the uh, golf terms, <laughs> and he did. And that's the kind of guy he was. He just such a sweetheart. You I, know, I what? forgot Alex Smith played for both teams. Yeah. yeah, he should be the he should be like the special team captain for both of them, and like flip the coin. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would actually. You know what? That's not a bad idea. They should wheel him out there yeah. because I don't. I mean, is he walking yet? I think he's walking now. Oh, I hope so, man. I just he got such a bad. I don't know. The ever, Niners fans never did not again. want him. He has one of those like scooter things where he puts a knee on there. And he just like <laughs> yeah, that him. that uh, that injury was gruesome though. But yeah, yeah, he he played for both teams and the Redskins. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, I don't even think Redskins want to remember that. But so yeah, I got the Niners. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> obviously you're fucking dripped up from head to toe. Yeah, red. I'm, I'm gonna root for the Niners on this one. Yeah. I'm gonna be rooting for the Chiefs just because I'm. You guys are my mortal enemies oh, as yeah. a Cowboys it's, fan. It's feelings mutual. But I will say this: I love George Kittle. Uh, he out, out of all the players that are playing, like that is my favorite player. He's on gonna be a WWE star here one day when he retires the NFL. He'll go in the wrestling Hall of Fame. That or he's too. gonna be on Jerry Springer because the first time I saw what he looked like without a helmet on, I was uh, like. Are you from the trailer park, sir? That's Baby yeah. Gronk right he, he looks there, man. Very trailer park. He, he is. Does. This is hey, like he's a from battle Iowa, of man. two of the best tight ends, too, on both sides. Yeah, right. man. Kittle and Kelsey. Kittle. Okay, I will say this. Let me redeem myself. Okay, right. I said that Andrew Luck was a handsome man, but I will say this: Kelsey is, actually is a handsome man, it's as well as Jimmy Garoppolo. Yo, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo is like a stud. That's he's like, like a fuck. Is that's he a fucking, male model? Um, um, is he Greek? What what is he? Like I think he's Italian. Garoppolo, Garoppolo? sounds that sounds yeah. very Italian. Maybe Greek, but Polish. I, 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 oh no, not Polish. That's <laughs> Kittle probably. Kittle. Kittle. What is Kittle? Kittle? Sounds like a Skittle. <laughs> Kittle's taste gonna, the pain, bro. We're gonna start throwing Skittles on the field. He's a Scottish man. They gotta bad. start throwing Kittle. Skitt- no, Kittles. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, no homo, but yes, I would kiss him. He's that handsome. He looks like his skin looks smells like, like lavender. Uncle Jesse from Full House, dude. Yeah, I does. saw the greatest right. meme of I, all, all time. Saw, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It Roseanne, is yeah. It Roseanne, Roseanne versus, versus Full House, because they say that uh, that Mahomes looks like is it is it not DJ? That's the son. It oh. was. Uh, Connie, yeah, the, the not the, Carla, but the stoner chick that had the curly hair, the one that's like on the View now or something like that. Well, she's in the Connors. She's the, you know, she was dating the dude from uh, the Bazinga the, show. Yeah, yeah, Bazinga show. That's <laughs> what? what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know that fucking whack nerd show. I can't get into yeah, it. Yeah, um, Malorcus, you know that one with Sheldon, the one. Oh, yeah. the Big Bang Theory. Big, oh, fuck. Yeah. Can we all agree that the fuck that, that show? show sucks? It's you know it has its moments, but I'm not gonna be like, hey, let's go watch the Big Bang Theory. I'd rather watch Roseanne. Say some, you know, something <laughs> racist. Do you watch the Connors? <laughs> I, I watched it for a little bit until they took Roseanne out. I was like, nah. Did you see how she died? So I didn't believe. I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't I watch didn't it. I didn't believe that she was actually killed how off. How did they kill her? So apparently she died of like a heart attack. A heart attack that on was like Dan's a, role. He botched it. Remember, he was supposed <laughs> to die from a heart attack? She apparently <laughs> died off air. Like they just reverenced like how she died. Like yeah. they, the episode, they just come back from the hospital. Well, they're not going like, to bring her in for an episode. She like, died. Kill you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I like that the, was pretty funny. I always liked her in the Halloween episodes of Roseanne. Oh, I never. Oh. I, I was never a big Roseanne fan. Oh, I mean, like, because growing up there was Roseanne, there was Home Improvement, and I always, mm. and you know, The Simpsons, and I always liked to watch the Halloween. Dude, I was just thinking about that, like, because I grew up without a father. Uh, not to get, not to bring this podcast down, but I was thinking about. I was, I was in the shower, and I was just like, man, I had a lot of good male role models growing rocking up. Rocking out in the shower. Yeah, hey. I, was, I was washing my well, hair. Everyone in the three hundred and three. <laughs> oh, you're washing your hair. Look yeah. like you're like, hey, I don't got no dad. What's up? <laughs> no Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Take your shirt off like a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I was like, yeah, you're right. Fucking Tim the Tool Man, that was my yeah. dad. Fucking Uncle Phil, Uncle Jesse, Carl Winslow. Uncle Phil. Yeah, oh from, yeah, Uncle Phil. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah, he might be the best role model. Fucking Tim, Tim Allen though. That Ooh. fool was like super. Like he has that new show where he's like a racist and like all homophobic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot what it's called. To do a show together. <laughs> I know, like all those people from the nineties are like Fox all News. <laughs> they're like all homophobic and like uh, racist and shit. Like nineties, nineties uh, Tim Allen was cool because like he just wanted to blow shit up and work on cars like ooh, that was ooh, cool ooh. yeah, yeah. Had, uh the brawny man as his uh compadre oh um al, al borland, borland. Al yeah borland. i don't think so tim <laughs> like, <laughs> I like how, uh, didn't they have like a rivalry with like uh, bob vila bob vila yeah. and like he, bob vila would go on there and play himself yeah, yeah i thought that was cool <laughs> that was pretty cool and pamela anderson got her start on that she show as well was in that show super random mm-hmm. pamela anderson but the girl that replaced her heidi i thought she was hotter than her yeah they're both good looking yeah i'm not gonna discriminate yeah. Anything else good on TV? I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Netflix. I yeah. don't know about you guys. Me too. Netflix, yeah. Yeah, so uh, originally when we were supposed to come together, we were all supposed to talk about the Aaron Hernandez documentary that is on Netflix. And I did like my fucking like super type A research and got up the names, the dates, and all that shit. But life is happening. I might have a kid this week, might have it next week. I don't know. Whenever the homeboy decides to come Super out. Bowl Sunday is when she says uh, your kids do. Oh, yeah. man. Ha- hey, watching it from the You'll have to name your kid either Jimmy or Patrick. Oh, shit. You'll have to. <laughs> I'm rooting for the 49ers in that Jimmy, case. Jimmy. Hey, I'm not naming my kid after Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> He's going to come out talking like him. It was a really great honor hey, to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, did hey, real quick? Uh, did you hear his girlfriend after they won the AFC Championship? Oh, what's her voice like? Uh, annoying. Like, put Stevie Nicks and uh, Stevie a drunk, Nicks, a Stevie Nicks and a drunk goat, just like rap battling each other. It was just like so. It was gross. You can look it up. It's the Fleetwood Mac singer. Just like the right wing. <laughs> that one. Am I talking about the right one? Yeah, that's Stevie. Yeah, yeah, that's that Stevie one. Nicks. It was bad. But but imagine like screaming. It's really bad. Okay. Just check it one day when you get time, check it out. It's bad. Okay. I'll but anyways, Netflix. Yeah. So the documentary is A Killer Inside, The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. So I watched this with my girlfriend. Um all of the all the all the ladies on the internet, they're talking about it. I don't know what it is with like girls in like serial killer documentaries or whatever, but they like, like killers. They do. And so and and I remember Aaron Hernandez, like all the ladies were gaga over him. Oh, a big so, dude, muscles, tattoos. W- one know? thing I will Bad say boy. about this, I don't, I don't know how you want to present this, but maybe we should skip the whole like cuz I'm pretty sure I don't want to spoil the actual documentary for everyone. Mm-hmm. So let's we don't you go if you want if you want the the research on it, just watch it. But I will say that I'm sure people, most people know the the gist of it. Like mm-hmm. as I was watching it, I knew most of it, but then there were things that I was like, "Wow, wow. yeah, it that like is further in really depth surprising." I think that's the part that really well done because, like I was telling you, I was like, "You got to watch this documentary." And oh. I'm pointing at Tyler, Tyler right here because, like Art was saying, like, "Yeah, you know the the the, the narrative of the story, dude was on the Patriots." Uh, you you forget that he was. Uh, a, a two-time college champion with Tim Tebow with the Florida uh, University of Florida Gators um, was, was projected to go first round, but ended up going to the fourth round due to you know marijuana. personality issues and marijuana, yeah. marijuana and whatnot, but was actually in competition with Gronkowski for three years to start. And then the genius well, of the they Patriots were starting together. I don't both. know if it, it was never really competition. They I were wouldn't say competition, them. but more or less like, like on paper, like it, on the depth chart, like was, you can interchange them. It was, oh, yeah. a, it was like, I remember it was a dual threat at, at that time. It was like pretty genius because no one had ever done that. No. Where they were like not really starting anything major at wide receiver. This is after Randy Moss, and they were starting both tight ends at the exact same yeah. time. They were, it, it was pretty 
pretty badass. And yeah. they kind of just fell into it too because obviously they drafted Gronk, I believe, in the second round. Second round, yeah. And um, Aaron just kind of uh, landed in their lap in the fourth round. And Aaron, for all for, for all intents and purposes, like he could have gone first round. You know, six other tight ends were drafted in front of him. He could have gone first round to anybody. And you just kind of just like it's a situation where you would have like Terrell Owens and Randy Moss on the same team. It's like dream Madden situation, you know, Mm -hmm. and they still, you know, lose to the Giants like in the Super Bowl. But you kind of forget about that because I remember getting Aaron Hernandez like on my fantasy team. That's right. Randy Moss was on that team. Yeah. Yeah. And that other Brandon. Brandon Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd was also on that team. God damn. That team was stacked. Great hands. But you can't beat a Manning. <laughs> Eli, the, the wrong one. By the way, he just retired, so let's drop, let's spill some 40. Eli for Manning. I don't know what to say. I mean, I guess you're a Hall of Famer. I mean, no, you can say it. he's not a Hall of Famer. Hey, there's gonna be that. You can th- say it. I Th- mean, if I'm gonna pick Peyton or Eli or Cooper, I mean, it'll probably go Peyton, maybe Cooper, and then Eli. <laughs> I just he got he, lucky. He winning you know. two Super Bowls. But, come on, man. Uh, Is Trent Delfer to belong in the Hall of Fame? No. No, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think nah. he was a good quarterback. He did his job. He do one thing to quote the great Bomani Jones: "Showing up to work every day does not make you Employee of the Month." Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about him. That's how I feel about a lot of people. A lot of people talk about Jason Witten being one of the best tight ends. Oh he, yeah, yeah. Showing up to work every day does not make you. Employee you don't think of the Jason Witten? He's not even in my top ten. Oh wow! Catching two catches wow. a game is like. No, man. I, I respectfully decline. I get that image of when he catches that ball and runs like, what, 40 yards without his helmet? Yeah. That was dope. Yeah. That's a that's a great time. Old, I, reliable. There's yeah. a lot of players like that that I think they're good. Like, don't get me wrong. I actually respect a lot of what Eli Manning did. He's a Hall of Famer. But I don't think he's okay. a Hall of Famer. I don't put him in that class where I'm like, whoa, man. Well, maybe he's a Hall of Famer, but maybe not a first ballot. Maybe that. Is that a better argument? Maybe. Or? Yeah, definitely okay. not. A, I, I, yeah, I guess. He... he he might get in there. He did win two Super Bowls. Yeah, but I mean, it was a team effort. It was that defense, and you know, if Kyle Williams doesn't fumble the ball, we're in that Super Bowl. Or what, who's the wide receiver that catches uh, against his helmet? Uh, Ty- David Tyree. There David you go. Tyree, yeah. definitely not a Hall of Famer. That, was <laughs> that guy was the, out of the league the next year. Yeah, but yeah. that was probably one of the best Super Bowls I ever watched because mm-hmm. you're going against, you know. David and Goliath, we didn't think the Giants had a shot. Oh, no. They I think didn't. everybody was going for them, though. Me, even as a Cowboys yeah. fan. Yeah. You don't want to see yeah. the Patriots win. You see Eli do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, that's hilarious. I'm going to get some water. Keep it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm starting to get parched. Yeah, no problem, dude. But, uh, yeah, uh, going back to the, you know, Aaron Hernandez thing, don't want to ruin it for the viewers. Definitely a great watch. So if you like Netflix, just turn off The Office and, you know, because <laughs> I, I watch The Office. That's all I watch on Netflix is yeah. The Office. So I, I took three hours. Because uh, it's about a three hour, uh, three episodes. Each one's an hour. It's a great watch, and I, I just, I really want to talk about it. Just talk about it. All right. Sorry, Art. So <laughs> a lot. Of, it, this is okay. So if you haven't seen it, you might want to just turn it off right now. But if you have seen it, there's a lot of things um, that I question. Uh, the early life, like, like when you get into it, like his family life. Yeah, that yeah. that that hits like super deep okay so he comes from you know a football family his father um i have his name written down right here dennis hernandez yeah strict man dis- of man yeah, yeah yeah they they said that like he ruled he beat his wife too i mean i'm not saying that's beat don't beat your wife that's not makes you man but you know he's yeah. that old you know super drink a budweiser work on a truck sorry go ahead yeah put your hand down your pants like yeah uh, just ed ted bundy or not ted bundy uh al bundy yeah yeah pull guy <laughs> Speaking of TV dads, yeah, but um, <laughs> he was probably the worst one to freaking have a role model. <laughs> oh, to. peg. So, but yeah, <laughs> but comes from a house where you know super masculine. I believe the term is you know toxic masculinity, right? Yeah. And so, like he, you, like you said, he beat his wife. You know, I think the documentary touched on well, that. They didn't say he beat his wife. They said like him and his wife would get into arguments. But no, they, he, he he slammed he, her he, like, fucking slammed head, her head into. He a slammed sink. his. Yeah. I didn't get that part. I just yeah. heard that they kind of churched up. Like they just argued a lot. No, no he, he oh. like slammed her head into a sink. What mm-hmm. an asshole. And so and going, that's what we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's only one incident. So violence right there growing up. Mm-hmm. And then they said that like the dad like would just beat them, you know, him and his brother DJ for no fucking reason whatsoever. Probably and, alcohol. I mean, that's enough, I think, to fuck up a kid. Like if oh, you're yeah. it's yeah. easy to fuck up a kid when yeah. they're young. Correct. For sponges. Your father, you know. You fucked up your kids. Yeah. No, I didn't fuck up my kids, <laughs> <that> man. <laughs> they got some emotional baggage. It's like, hey, when they were born, I'm like, I'm sorry I'm your dad. I wish I was better, you know? Like, I wish I was funnier, you know? <laughs> waka waka. Yeah. 
who is that fonzie bear yeah but yeah the timeline going from his childhood and all the stuff he would get into but i just the thing that really struck me that was kind of a didn't really make sense to me the whole homosexuality Mm -hmm. i didn't think he was gay i mean he might be i don't know who am i i don't care but just what i saw i just don't think there was enough unless he hit it really good Mm -hmm. Uh, he, he hit his homosexuality better than he hit the murder yeah. So I mean, I remember hearing about that when the case was going on, and I always assumed that they was tied into the uh, Lloyd. What's oh, Brandon Odin? Lloyd. Oh, Odin Lloyd. Odin Lloyd. Yeah. Lloyd. Sorry, yeah. I was thinking Brandon Lloyd too. But yeah. I always thought that was tied into Odin Lloyd. But it almost seems like those two things weren't related. Um, it's something I know that that somebody like did, uh, and and they played a sample of it mm-hmm. in the in the actual documentary where like some news reporter comes out and says like. Oh, I guess he was a tight end, both in yeah. real. Oh. I always feel he got like, trouble for that. Yeah, too. yeah. and like you know, it's kind of weird that 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 become. It be, I mean, it's part of his story, and it kind of like I also think that it's also one of the reasons he became so like mm-hmm. conflicted. Uh, conflicted. You know, you know, he talks to his lawyer. And I think his lawyer also says in the documentary that he was his his lawyer is a homosexual, mm-hmm. and he asks him like, "Hey, uh, do you think people are born gay or are they made gay?" And mm-hmm. then his lawyer is like, oh, "I think people They're are born, born gay." And his lawyer felt that that kind of was like not the answer that he was looking for. Do you know what the most heartbreaking? Because um, that documentary um, showed a lot of uh, clips over the phone, and he's talking to his mom a lot. And one of the conversations he had with his mom, it was fucking super heartbreaking. You know, he, him and his mom are arguing about something, and he's like, "You know what? You were never there for me." Um, in the documentary, it's exposed that his after his father dies, you know, from hernia surgery that immediately moves in his uncle who's married to his aunt. I feel like that's really what what broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. It seems like all this other stuff, and I don't want to say like a lot of people deal with abuse in their childhood, but a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want And like he seemed to be dealing with it as best as somebody could at that yeah. point, you know? And like a lot of people get into smoking weed and doing bad shit when they're young and like that's almost to be expected. And I feel like, I'm sure he's not the only. If he was gay, I'm pretty sure he was gay. But I'm pretty sure he's too. not. I'm pretty sure he's not the only gay dude in the NFL. I would say like almost every team has at least one or two gay dudes on well, there. Well, even the the um, the other the offensive lineman from the Patriots. Yeah, even yeah. the 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 psychologist that was talking to that offensive lineman was like, "You're not the first. You're not the second. You're not the third or fourth NFL player so you, to come so, out to me." And it don't matter if he's gay or not. But so you guys saying he was gay? You think? I think because it makes a it lot was. of sense. Well, that actually has another uh, a motive that was actually people saying that maybe Odin Lloyd knew that he was gay mm, or caught him or something or caught him and he was like, "I can't let it." anyone know this because that would destroy him because he acts super irrational about it and that conversation he had with his mother like when he was in jail she said he said there's a lot of things that i needed you there for to talk about after my dad died and you weren't there for me and there's a lot of stuff that you're gonna die not knowing about me oh and i was just like holy shit like what else would there have been you know what i'm saying like that that's your fucking mom and there's some stuff that you need to let off your shoulders to her. Like that that's that's some that's a lot of heavy shit. Yeah, maybe a murder admission, maybe, but that's what she was calling him in regards to because he was incarcerated because of that. So she already kind of knows about that. So what else could it have been? You know? And that to me, that's what that is. It's that cry for help. And you look at we we all grew up playing sports. And when you play football, like that is like the epitome of masculinity. And his dad, like like we established, was like the man's man, you know, even to the point where it was toxic. And they said when he was growing up as well, like Aaron DJ, his brother, wrote in his book that Aaron initially wanted to be a male cheerleader. And he said his dad like beat the shit out of him and was just like, no, you're playing football, you're wrestling, you're running track, you're playing baseball. Like just was just like, no, how dare you? You know, like anytime like you would even catch him wincing at Brad Pitt, like on TV or whatever, like you would just get the shit smacked out of him. What is it with you and Brad Pitt? He's fucking handsome, man. Have you? Did you see him at the SAG Awards, dude? I've seen him his whole life. I'm starting to think that shaving theory was right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man. Okay, so there's a theory. Maybe that's a motive. Uh, A lot of people say the CTE is his brain. Like you know, they do talk about when he was young, when he was in like uh like Pop Warner, Mm -hmm. he took a hit, yeah, and then they basically had to cart him off in in an ambulance. Um, and the thing is, like NFL. NFL players, just in general, we were talking about, we were texting about that one Chiefs player. I already forgot his name. Yeah. Um, and like, he's the one that went into the facility. He wasn't a star, but he basically went to the facility on a day off 
basically goes in there, shoots himself in the head. Yeah. And, was um, that before he killed his girlfriend, though, or tried to do something to his girlfriend, right? Yeah. 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 I, I don't think he killed his girlfriend, but I think his girlfriend called and said, like, hey, he's acting irrational. Well, that's one of the uh, symptoms of CTE, depression. Mm-hmm. And then even one of his own teammates, Junior Seau, probably one, probably one of my favorite players of all time. He's very liked. Yeah, commit suicide, you know, shoots himself in the chest so that way they can study his brain. And they studied Aaron Hernandez's brain too after, you know, he hung himself and they said it was the worst case they've ever seen. So And the dude was only like 27 to, years old I too. I think he had a lot of problems as a kid with drugs, with the brain hitting. A lot of that's a factor. And I mean, you know, it could cause you to do things like well, murder people. Look, not to get too far off topic, but Chris Borland, the former linebacker for the 49ers, mm-hmm. yeah. he was on there. He retired after one year in the yep. NFL. Um, do you guys think that this is going to lead, especially this coming out, and we talk about CT, and yeah. we still know very little about CT. I remember a couple of years ago, the first time I ever heard of CT wasn't even sports related. It was people talking about how uh, people that headbang at metal concerts, mm-hmm. that that headbanging is like so not natural for the brain. Because it's basically two impacts every time you do it. Yeah. It's obviously not as bad as getting like your bell rung by a right. fucking helmet. That's mm-hmm. way worse. But still, it's still like you know I could see how people that headbang uh, would become emotional and depressed or something <laughs> like that. But um, you know, do you think people are going to start? You know, you're, you're you're about to have a child. You have a child. You, you know, people with children. Um, you know, would you guys allow your your children to play sports and like i'll let my kids play sports i will if, uh, well let me say that would you allow your kids to play football because i think basketball is like whatever what are you gonna do yeah. spring your knee? i think <laughs> i think right now if my kid was ready to play uh high school football right now i would i'd probably say no but my oldest is six and we have to see how the game evolves in the next uh, mm-hmm. ten years because we grew up. They've been era. changing the foot, you know, the NFL rules. Like every year, they're changing something. So and going it back to down when, to PE or yeah. PE football too, because we grew up in an era where it was just like rub some dirt in it. Right, like a concussion but wasn't even a real word anymore because now they're getting sued, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of money. So the NFL has to do two things. They have to either make the game safer, which I, I feel like they're making advances, but it's just it's not like where you throw a flag. I mean, you're mm-hmm. still going to get hit. It's hard to stop your momentum when you're running a professional athlete to not hit him in the head. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. Or technology, maybe. Exactly. So uh, ask, uh, answering your question, are we going to see more players doing this? It depends on how the game is in the next five to ten years. If it gets more violent, yeah, you're going to see a lot of people um, – retire like Chris Borland. If it gets better, you might see players stay a little bit longer. Like Luke and you, Kuechly, Navarro Bowman. Navarro Bowman retired. Wait, is it, is it Bowman? No, Luke sorry. Kuechly too. Lo, Luke, uh, yeah, Luke. Luke Keekly, but there was another uh, linebacker for, for the Niners. Yeah. Bowman didn't retire because uh, Patrick of Patrick Willis. Yeah, Patrick he, Willis he retired, retired uh, because of a foot injury. He was getting injured, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, hey, uh, you know, yeah, I haven't got concussions per se, but my body's taking a toll on me. I want to hang it up. I'm good to go. But yeah, I, I see you'll see a little bit more it's, players. It's funny that retire. it's a lot of linebackers. I, I um, well, Lance Briggs for the Chicago Bears. He's talking about how he has like memory loss it's sometimes. A, yeah, Jim, and he's uh, only Jim McMahon. He's only like 38 years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they got to make the game either safer, uh, which sucks because you know how Americans are. Oh, that's a pussy hit. Yeah. You know, let him hit. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm one you of those. Can't but, even breathe on them anymore. Right. Exactly. Put flags on them. Yeah. And it sucks because like you want that because we grew up like that. But now we have to real. We have the. We have Netflix. We have, um, the internet that that tells us like, hey, it's cool, whatever. But the the, the repercussion toll they're putting on these bodies. You said your head's not supposed to go that way. And it's not only just the CTE, which is, which is a huge, huge, huge factor. I would say like 70% of it because Aaron Play, played. And then the drugs they give you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly thing. what I was going into. Another thing Sorry. that. Chris yeah. Borland was going into that too, where it's just like, like I was saying, like just rub some dirt in it. If you're injured, they'll just give you, you know, like a shot of a drug. Your body's still hurt. You just can't feel the pain. And that's the worst thing you can exactly. do to yourself because you're playing hurt and it's just masking the the pain. It's like punching a wall a million times and, and, the, and it's like, oh, it hurts here now you're gonna feel nothing but your hand is still like you know yeah the tendons are exactly up and yeah. Shit. yeah so i don't know um it's just the football is changing every year they're trying to make it safer um they're doing their best we have the technology to you know design different helmets but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more players I do retire, think, especially linebackers like you said yeah i think, think like gronk he's very outspoken now that he's retired about Smoking yeah. marijuana, smoking marijuana, and all these things. Yeah, I do think that that's a natural progression. I mean, it's obviously healthier than shooting someone up with a chemical every time. 
I do think that, um, cause Aaron, like it just seemed like from high school all the way up until his death, like marijuana was a big part of his life. Yeah. Do you think he was self-medicating himself? Because that's what I personally Self-medicating think it was. himself with something other with, than marijuana? No, no, with marijuana. Well, of, of course. I think that. It I wasn't think, just think, like for recreation. It I was like more of a self-medication. Pe- one thing, okay. I guess, I guess that brings up two things in my mind. It's like one, how did he not get caught? We think of, uh, who's that Patriots wide receiver that kept getting caught? Oh, Josh, uh, Josh Gordon, Josh yeah. Gordon, like Josh Gordon joint. got caught like every five seconds. <laughs> and then Aaron Hernandez, it seems like he never stopped. Like and once he, he actually, made it into the NFL, he never stops. And he actually submitted on his rookie contract that he was willing to submit to the most test to double the test of any other player in the league. But to answer your question on that as a former, um, partaker of the marijuana as you can you you've witnessed many a times in our younger years um it, it's so easy to pass a piss test like i can go to nile street right now and get a, a purple jug uh, detox? Or something. and like it's so easy to pass a piss test both times i got hired on the target like i had smoked weed the yeah time but we're talking about a piss test to get a man. job at mcdonald's versus now. a piss test to play in the nfl i'm pretty sure that they but, like they probably smell it they probably taste it be like you know like, <laughs> I, I do think more de- the strictest um <laughs> tests are with usada and i don't believe usada does the uh, drug testing for the nfl yeah. so i think it's very much like um uh, the, the NFL is willing to forgive a lot of stuff or like just do the bare minimum, like the WWE. Like we did an episode about Chris Benoit and his CTE. Um, he, he was a bona fide drug addict as well. I'm not like, you know, heroin or anything like that, but he was taking a lot of pain pills, stuff that was on the banned substance list for the WWE. Well, I mean, who see, have their own drug testing, but they were looking in certain directions or they were giving them heads up. Hey, we're going to test you. Go down to Niles and get that but detox. Like, Things like pain pills, like we kind of brush off pain pills as just oh, a yeah. pain pill, but it's so bad for you. It's an opiate. Yeah, it, it's killing you from the inside. Your kidneys can only take it for so long. Your muscles can only take it. Your joints can only take it for so long. Like you know, you become dependent, and mm-hmm. you once it, you, you need more and more and more. It's just it's so terrible. We haven't, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that's an issue that the NFL tries to mask, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure we have so many players that are just like addicted to painkillers right now absolutely oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah to ask uh i think it was his childhood i think it was everything his childhood it was, mean, a, it was if, a if he was gay the gay probably was just you know the cherry on top mm-hmm. but yeah the cte the drugs and then here's another thing too um you have a guy i mean you do drugs every day it seemed like he was doing drugs every day like weed mm-hmm. whatever it's not a drug whatever he's doing weed He's doing the weed. He's doing the marijuana. You sound like, you sound like such a dad right now. <laughs> He's on well, that pot. Well, he wasn't just doing weed. The guys that he was rolling with right. were also putting like crystal meth in their weed. Right. So, so take that. Take that when he gets locked up. Now you're locked up. Now you don't get that. Mm-hmm. If anything, you're, you're, the funny thing about exactly it is that with when the he, CTE, when he went to prison, he seemed to be the most normal. Like that, most well adjusted. Yeah. He was in training. But camp, he, he did yeah. he, he did talk about how he started smoking the synthetic marijuana, yes. which is completely different. Yes. Mm-hmm. That I've never done, but I've only heard it's terrible bad things. Of it. Yeah. People being yeah. I don't recommend it. If kids, if you're out there, smoke the real <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> For Papa Tyler right here. Like I said, if you haven't seen it, you guys really should watch it. It's even if you don't like football, it's a great watch. It definitely is. Definitely like, a great all watch. you white girls out there that like serial killers and it's, shit. It's yeah, it's really interesting. It's and riveting. I, and it, it, it raises a lot of good questions. Um one of them was that, like, okay, so he gets convicted for the first murder and then acquitted for the second one. And then uh while he gets acquitted for the second, you know, murder trial he has an active active appeal in the court system uh, in the state of Massachusetts. Now, it's funny because when he gets the first conviction, you're basically, you know, going to jail for life. Yeah. And there's it just seems like he's just like it doesn't he affect him. He had a shot. Yeah. He really had a shot of getting off. Uh-huh. And it looked like it didn't affect it whatsoever. Like he is being told you are going to jail for the rest of your life. You're losing millions of dollars. You're never going to see your daughter again. And he's just like all right, cool. Yeah, he had he was a stonewall in prison or in the court. Uh, court. I do think that some people, and this is you know, because I have a bunch of uncles that are in prison. I do think some people need that structure. Oh, he prison. definitely Absolutely. needed that. Like, there's people that just don't work. What in does day mom to say? Days. Oh, you just needed a little bit of discipline. Remember when yeah. she said that? And you look at his whole life. It was his dad, and then when his dad died, he had to go. He went and lived with his um, his aunt who, you know, introduced him to the criminal world. Then after that, he gets drafted or he gets uh, recruited at 17 to the University of Florida with Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow leading the way. And then he gets to the Patriots. 
you know, that's like the ultimate, you know. How sad was it that when he committed suicide, spoiler alert, he writes 316 on his forehead. Yeah. Which is like what Tim Tebow used to write on his like face mask. And I feel like he, and this is where I was going with that, like when he committed suicide, when he gets, okay, so he gets convicted for the first murder and then for the second murder trial, you know, a whole separate case altogether, he starts breaking down crying when they tell him he's not guilty. Yeah. He turns First to his he family. First time showed emotion. Yeah, I, like amazingly, turns to his family, starts breaking down crying like they told him he was guilty, but it's because he's he knows, you know, three days later, he's going to commit suicide. And the reason why is, is if you, in the state of Massachusetts, if you have an active appeal and you die in prison, you're automatically found innocent. But why not just wait it out and see if he can get out? Yeah, I mean, at this point, he does have the fucking Casey Anthony lawyer on his side. Yeah. He's like a really good lawyer. But so he... Because that, the, for the, that Odin Lloyd case, there was so much evidence uh, against him. You know, from the, the Air Jordan that was in, you know, the mud, from the, 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 the blunt that was, you know, on his well, mouth, I, I the car. I think what they were saying is, is we obviously know he was there. Mm-hmm. We don't know about pulling the trigger. We don't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. So he, if anything, he can get what, uh, uh, what's it called? Something to murder? Like if you're oh, accomplice uh, to murder? Yeah, yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Conspiracy to murder. You know, but he, he'd be there, you know? It's mm-hmm. like you didn't actually murder him or we can't really prove it. But I think there was something that if he was found not guilty of that, you know, basically innocent, dies an innocent man or whatever, he still owed all that money from the Patriots. If he goes to, if he goes to jail but, for all that time... For you know, you know, just for an accomplice to murder, yeah, he still loses out all that money, and his daughter's not taken care of. He's not married to his baby's mom, so she gets nothing at and all. They were fighting too, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe he was just like, "This is my way to take care of my family." Mm-hmm. But maybe. the Patriots didn't pay that money after all. Oh no, the documentary says that yeah, that they, they would lo- they they're willing to lose money fighting that in court than actually pay him. Yeah, and then what's what's cool though is I mean throughout all this madness is that at the end of it, I, mean, I guess that law, you know, in the books, this is like going back to like Salem witch trial times or whatever. It's called ab initiato or whatever. And <laughs> I guess that the family for Odin Lloyd, they appealed that decision that said, Hey, he can't die an innocent man. Like we need to do something to change this law. Yeah. They're trying to re- uh, tr- uh, reverse it yeah, because so, they want justice for him, even though he's already dead. Yeah. Yeah. So May 13th of this year or 2019, they actually took that law off the book. So yeah. in, a, in a way, that's kind of a cool thing because other people in people that prison... people forget about Odin Lloyd. They'll forget about, you know, it's like, oh, he was an innocent man, died because, you know, technically the case is out. Yeah. Yeah, because I think before Aaron Hernandez, there was like a child molester that was in prison that, you know, he got, you know, killed in prison, but he died an innocent man because he had that appeal. Oh, he was me. that priest. Yeah. 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 Fucking nuts, man. But, you know, it really... and. You know, he's kind of worst case scenario NFL mm-hmm. player, right? And that's why the documentary is so appealing because this is, you know, abusive father, concussions, you know, sexually molested, trauma, sexually sexually molested, you know, and not just that, but there was he himself, and I don't know if he was hiding. I'm pretty sure he was hiding his um, homosexuality, but he like really became ultra homophobic mm-hmm. if you listen to the way he he argues with his wife and i think it's mostly his wife about uh like transgender people and all this stuff and, oh yeah and he just says all these things that are just like super homophobic right mm-hmm. and it and it for no reason too yeah and everything on this documentary i would say is points out the flaws in the NFL, in the current nfl right now mm-hmm. it's extremely like who's that um offensive lineman that was playing for the bills and the dolphins Oh, incognito, oh, incognito, yeah. Richie incognito, and like things that he would get away with, and like being like this ultra macho, calling people the n word at yeah. a bar. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, and Jesus. like concussions. Like we don't really address them that much. We kind of address them more, but like you know, people are having to retire sooner. Luke Keekley is basically like in his prime right now, twenty eight, yeah. and mm-hmm. he's retiring. Like. The the guy could still go, but if he takes another fucking bell, he's he thinking, might. Yeah, he's thinking about his future. And you got to look at the position too. So uh, I, we and were talking. Team, <laughs> yeah. The position of a tight end is basically you're a utility offensive lineman that can actually also catch the ball as well. You're an eligible receiver, but if you, you're like a Jason Witten, like you also block. 
Um, the people that experience the most of the CTE is either your linebackers or your offensive or defensive linemen, because it's not those big hits that, you know, you get from, you know, a strong safety. It's those continuous, just like bumping, 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 bumping every time, you know, the, you know, the center snaps the ball and you have to jolt. Like I even just did it to myself right now when I was, you know, imitating an offensive lineman, your brain shakes within your head. And then you have another 300 pound man slamming into you as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's and, definitely. And how many plays would you say, you know, per game there are in the nfl uh where the ball snaps i mean over 80 maybe yeah think about it i mean your brain at least 80 times you know as an offensive lineman is getting smacked against your fucking skull yeah it's it's crazy yeah it's definitely um had a piece it had a piece in in his his suicide Mm -hmm. it was it might not be the main thing but it it was definitely a piece with everything else and what's crazy is in high school he played offense and defense yeah which most people do. It's not mm-hmm. like he's special on that end. But most people in high school and in college, when they're still trying to figure out your position, mm-hmm. they'll try it out in multiple positions. Mm-hmm. And he, you know... At a high level, too. like Because he won um, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year, I believe, uh, for the state of uh, Connecticut, you know? Yeah. Like, that, to me, like, that's crazy. Like, it's 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 amazing enough that you're this outlier that can even get drafted to the NFL. But at the same time you're actually seen as an asset on both sides of the ball. Like who, who, how many players can you say have been able to do that? The, you know, the Patriots kind of like those players. Now I think about, it, I was going to say like Julian element element was uh, wide receiver, quarterback, mm-hmm. punt returner, lacrosse player. Like, probably, you know, <laughs> like that dude has, that dude's probably going to kill himself from like CT. Uh, like, and that, like when I think of concussions, I always think of Julian Edelman in the Super Bowl having this like looped out look on his face and then like Bill Belichick having to fucking take him off the field. Yeah. Like I, I think that's still like ingrained in my head to this day. Yeah. It's definitely something as much as I love football and I will probably continue watching it, you know, it does, it does raise a flag of like what we're doing to mm-hmm. actually like minimize these hits. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know. The rules are so tilted towards protecting offensive players. Mm-hmm. And I get that. But a lot of these defensive players like Luke Keekley and like Chris Borland and things like that, we don't really defend them that much. We don't defend them at all, actually. Mm-hmm. It's all about protecting the wide and not even offensive linemen. We're just talking about protecting quarterbacks and wide receivers. Those the money are the, players. Those are the yeah, exactly. <laughs> the money players. Yeah, the quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. The most protected person on the field is the quarterback. I mean, you can't even yeah. go after their legs, can't which has it. nothing to do with CT. I, I literally just got an update on my phone talking about how Antonio Brown just turned himself in. And, you know, the funny thing about it is... He's going to be on Facebook live in jail. <laughs> that guy's a clown. A few years ago, um, when he took that big hit from... Um, Vontes. Vontes Perfect. Yeah. Like, he never came back the same. I agree. After he took that hit, that was probably the one that... If he didn't have CT, now he does. It's funny that you say that. And I'll wrap it up with this real quick, because I got to get it going. Sorry, I just got a message. No, that's uh, cool. Um, I listened to Dan Patrick and Rich Eisen, and I forget who they had on there, but... Uh, they asked a the question, do you think that hit had to do with uh, this, you know, that hit had to do with all the things he's acting up? And they, di- they dismissed it like, no, no, absolutely not. No, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? No. You know, they just, they, they kind of swept it under the rug. This documentary is pulling the rug up and mm-hmm. saying, no, this is something. So I wouldn't be surprised. I Anytime really wouldn't. Anytime you have to get rushed, rushed to the hospital after you take a hit. Yeah, he's not head. right. Mm-hmm. There's something. You, Antonio Brown. He was going to have a career like Larry Fitzgerald, Jerry Rice. Like his work ethic was great. Yeah. He was not a distraction. He really wasn't until that hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to investigate it. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the next thing they do on Netflix because he's probably going to kill himself soon. Oh yeah, or end up in jail. Yeah, it, it, probably jail. I think was it Monday this video came out where he's like fucking berating the police and he he called his even it, even Odell Beckham like. He's super young, but he like slapped that cop's butt the other day. On, like, yeah, that's sexual harassment. And it's like, come on, man! Like, dude, these are young dudes, and I don't know like how old Odell. I think he's only like twenty six, but that's super young. And I'm pretty sure that dude's taking some hits. Yeah, and maybe it's just you know Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall played for the Bears. Brandon Marshall is not all there. Well, he's he's been diagnosed with that disease. Yeah, uh, I couldn't tell you what it is, but it's like a lot of it has to do with depression. Yeah. 
And then there's a lot of like old timey players too. Like nobody ever talks about this. Like they they end up having like Parkinson's. Look at Muhammad Ali. Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you, you brought up Jim McMahon earlier. Yeah. And like memory loss. Th- the whole thing with him is like his neck isn't even all there. Like his brain gets filled up with fluid, so he has to get his neck rearranged so That's often. That so sad. Yeah. He he can't even remember his wife's name every, every other day. Like it's so sad. I can't even imagine like living through that. Like constantly like how many years of of having to do that can can you go like it's just it's honestly like it's making me emotional just thinking about that like Mm -hmm. how difficult that is to to have to go through yeah anything else well fuck we can't end it on that note guys come on now Art's over here we're going to end it with a freaking uh, my chemical romance song (laughs) fucking what the hell i (laughs) hope robbie gold wins the super bowl for the 49ers with three seconds left on the clock he wins it Game-winning kick. I hope Jimmy Garoppolo throws for four yards and wins the Super Bowl with only throwing <laughs> one time. And I hope I hope Lisa Ann is in the stands and flashes everybody. How about that? <laughs> oh my gosh, let's do it. So you coming back for the porn star episode or what? I'll be here for three. That's a three-hour uh, episode. It's a three-hour <laughs> tour. <laughs> the whole month of March is going to be. I'll bring my. I'll bring my porn star trading cards. <laughs> Dude, the greatest thing, I don't know um, if you've been to Vegas. Um, yeah. Okay, you've been. I, have you been to Vegas? Not since uh, I was like 14. Okay. So the greatest thing about Vegas is they actually do hand out fucking porn oh, star yeah. trading oh, cards. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that is like the greatest thing. I remember I went for my 21st birthday and fucking me and my friends, like, we go back to the hotel room and we're just trading them like a fucking, like, it's like Stephon Marbury. Pokemon, Pokemon cards. <laughs> I choose you, Lisa Ann. <laughs> Rachel Star, right here. <laughs> we got to get her on the podcast. Oh, man. Dude, Art, can you please do that? Just can get, get one. I'll try it. Oh, Lisa Ann's the people? one. Or Riley Mason. Well, she knows a lot about football. So I that feel like Riley Mason would be dead by now. You know who knows a lot about football? Mia Khalifa. Well, yeah, she has sex with the football players, right? <laughs> Florida? Is that the thing? I don't know. No, they want to have sex with her. They're always in her, yeah. her DM. Yes, that's right. Her inbox. Or a Bella Danger, one of those two. Like I'm cool with either one of those. It's been a pleasure having you on. Hey, I, every time thank you, you come so much on, for having me. I appreciate being a guest. Um, hopefully, we can do it again. So it's a tradition, and every time we mint an associate member of the podcast, Maddie was on uh, the last two weeks, you know, talking about conspiracy theories and whatnot. Right. Um, just like Skull and Bones, um, to get initiated into this podcast. You know, Skull and Bones has a tradition, like, hey, if you want to be a part of their secret society. You have to climb into a coffin and jack off until your deepest, darkest secrets. So I'm not going to make you, you know, go into a coffin. But if you want to be a part of this podcast, and I would love to have you on this podcast. Are you kidding me? Jack off in a coffin? That's like Saturday night right there. Done. Yeah. Done. <laughs> you guys are- just go walk over before you leave and just uh, walk into that closet right there. We call that the jack off corner. Oh my jack God. off. And you are officially an the associate member of there. the R and Jacob do America. What that closet right here? Yeah. <laughs> You got to come out of the closet. <laughs> oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> anyways. Uh, masturbation joke. <laughs> anyways, Tyler, I love you, dude. Hey, I'm man, so happy to see you again, me. man. Hey, go Niners, man. And congratulations ahead of time. Um, thank you. It's always I, fun to have your team in the Super Bowl. It really is. It's very emotional. I feel like I did all the work. Like, you know, <laughs> I, the fan, me. We did it. I did it. Yeah. I remember. I mean, I remember 2006 like it was yesterday, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last time the Bears were there, man. Oh, 95. <laughs> oh man get them vhs is ready <laughs> so with that said everybody make sure you're going to the facebook make sure you're going to the instagram making sure sh- make sure you go to the pod belly network that is our official network where our little dog and pony show is at as well as the podcast please check out that podcast let's get those numbers up on her show let's also make sure you go to you know uh all we're things not are, sure yet yeah we're not my sure favorite yet. podcast yeah that, probably the second best podcast on there after us of course but sometimes better than us um, uh, yeah, they just killed it on their OJ episode, man. I know I'm super jealous of that shit, dude. We got to do an episode on OJ next. Is this any good? Game Take man, it. coffee? Yeah, Take it, man. Yeah, it's yours. Or chug it, like chug not, it. Not right now, cause you'll be up for the next like three days. But yeah, Tyler, he's gonna he's gonna drink a fucking caveman coffee dude, nitro. Right. Take it for sure. Right, I will. Uh, I'll videotape it and we'll put it on uh, Facebook or something. Just and see. make sure you use America at checkout to get your ass fifteen percent off of caveman coffee. And then make sure you go to the Patreon, um, help support this podcast so we can buy a better camera, so we can look at Tyler's beautiful... I know, I feel like they just got my nose the whole freaking episode, <laughs> just a whole big old beat. Big old schnoz right there. <laughs> uh, so you can get like three cameras going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, you guys got anything else, man? That's it, man. Great episode, man. We're shooting for a thousand percent this year. Uh, 
probably won't see you until you have your baby. So congratulations, Jacob. Tyler, becoming we gotta a father. Do more sports episodes. Man. Oh yeah, I'm all for it. Let's you're, do it. You're, who's who's okay? Anchorman, remember? Um, who who's the the sports guy? He's the, the ball guy the ball from guy with yeah, the cowboy hat. Uh, yeah, from uh, the office. David Packard says, from the office. Yeah, blammy. Blammy. <laughs> We got to get you a cowboy hat, and every yeah. time you come in, you just got to wear that cowboy you hat. Start saying whammy. Yeah, whammy. I'll come up with my own catchphrase. I just want to take you out to a Put some chicken barbecue dinner. Yeah, on. <laughs> take uh, you out to a nice chicken dinner, possibly some sex. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do with it. that said, guys, enjoy the show. Good night. Good night. Go to KateManCoffee.com. Nice.